See, our, our opinion or no one else's opinion has weight against a divine seal that God puts on us. What matters is the mark God places on His best. God's plan and purpose to work through in and through our story and leave His fingerprints. The reason He has put us on earth and what He is doing in our lives. As we get rid of those distractions, Satan's going to continue to want to come in and redirect us, but we need to stay connected with Jesus because we are here for His glory to do what it is He's calling us to do. So what does it matter in the eyes of God? Hey, it's Billy. I'm glad you're here. Today marks the 200th episode of the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. What started as a suggestion from a fellow author, because I had a book coming out, has turned into a wonderful way to serve the Lord in a new way. When my first book, Making Room, was coming out, just before that, it came out in 2018. In 2017, my friend told me, you know, you should start a podcast. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to do that. And boy, have I learned a lot over these past few years. It started out as the Created to Shine podcast, and then it turned into the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. We're on the 200th episode, even though the episode is named 300. You can go back and listen to the podcast from my 100th episode of the things I learned over 100 episodes of a podcast. One of the things I learned is start out with number one, not 101. Uh, the same friend told me, oh, start out with 101. It looks like you're you're uh, more experienced than you are. I never want to look that way. Why I took that advice, I have no idea. So that's where we are today. And I just want to thank you guys for being here for this episode. And if you've been around since the beginning, kudos to you because you have seen a lot of ups and downs and growths and not so good podcast episodes and great podcast episodes and amazing interviews and not so amazing interviews and more so because I didn't know what I was doing. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about executing the plan of the detox for unbelief and shame and guilt. But more on that in a minute. First, I want to thank you again for listening. And you can go to my website and find everything about me. The best way to contact me, to follow me on social media, past episodes of the podcast. If you want to go back and re-listen to some of those not-so-good podcasts, they're all there for you to listen to. I believe when we begin to grow our faith with small steps while believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose, one step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. I have a question for you to start off with today. Have you ever made a plan and God redirects it? Well, let's just say that God throws me curveballs a lot pun intended and no pun intended in my baseball life. But life throws at us things that we don't expect. Sometimes we step into it um, with hesitation. God asks us to go in a new direction or he gives us a new um, task. He gives us something 
new to overcome when he reveals to us the unbelief, shame, and guilt that we have. As we've gone over these past four episodes, we've gone through determining, defining the emotional toxin into evaluating that toxin. We went into terminating the toxin where I gave you quite a few scriptures to replace what it was that was holding you back us back because as I go through this, guys, God's working on me just as much as he is you. And then we went into outlining a plan. And I told you that I was going to be outlining a plan. And it's taken me a little while to record this episode because that plan is beginning to fall into place. And it's not really where I want to go. But if in obedience to where God's calling me and fulfilling the, the purpose that God has on my life, then I need to continue to walk in that path. It's so funny because when God throws us curveballs, the history of shame, of the things we did, you know, I, I shared with you guys a story about screaming at my kid. If you want to go back and listen to that, I think that was in, um, in, the determining, the defining of the emotional toxins of shame and and um, guilt and unbelief that God could actually use me. So go back and listen to that. And it's about four episodes back, so it's probably 295 or 296. I'm sorry, I don't have it written here. But in that, when God throws us a curveball and asks us to step out in faith, to do what it is he's calling us to do. I want to be faithful in that, but in my human sinful nature, I bring up the shame from the past that I shouldn't step into that new place. I bring up the unbelief that God can actually use me in the way that he wants to use me. And then I'm also lost in the guilt of not fulfilling what God's asking me to do. It's such a cycle, isn't it? We, we feel like God's calling us into something. We feel like God's given us something to do. But when all the windows and doors don't fly open and there's a well-lit path before us, we want to stop ourselves and we bring up the past and we bring up history and we give ourselves all these reasons not to go where he's calling us. Maybe I'm speaking for just myself, but I'm being honest. It happens to me a lot. Um, I feel like I'm not qualified. I feel like that imposter syndrome that someone's going to show up and tell me you're not good enough. You know, I had it when I was a, a, an early mom. Through my kids' lives, there were times that I felt very unprepared and unqualified. But God kept telling me in his word, when I'd read his word, that he had called me to raise these children, to raise the next generation of leaders. And I doubted that. And then things would happen and I'd place shame and guilt on my life of how I wasn't a good mom. And then God would call me into writing to moms and I'd do it and I'd get great feedback. But then the enemy would say to me, you're not good enough. They're going to find you out. They're going to see you're not a good mom. My kids haven't always lived the perfect Christian life as i hoped and dreamed for them. They've made decisions that have not been according to God's calling. In that, I feel this failure as a mother to not be able to speak into the lives of others. 
my husband and myself, we have a great marriage in the eyes of the Lord. We are trusting of one another. We are honest. We, we step up and, and support each other in whatever endeavors it is God's calling us to. David, a little more shaky need than me when I tell him where God's calling us. But, you know, it just is that place of our marriage is good, but is it perfect? No. Are we in the middle of an argument right now? Yes. Will it define our marriage as a failure? No. But in my mind, how can I write and speak to wives, to people going into marriage, if I'm having problems in my marriage? The problems in my marriage are not that big. So what does it matter? I shouldn't talk about them. I shouldn't share them. I shouldn't move forward in them. But as usual, I forgive David. He forgives me. We pray with each other. We move on. We try not to repeat the same sin that we fall into with not supporting one another, not emotionally supporting one another, not spiritually supporting one another, not that we're infidelity is happening and adultery is happening, abuse is happening. None of that is happening in our marriage. But those are the things that come up that if my marriage isn't that bad, then how can I actually teach others about it? And then God throws another curveball and redirects my plan and my steps to where it is that I never want to be sometimes. And that is redirection into where God is calling me. The scripture today is from Esther 4.14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. This for such a time as this is so thrown around in so many ways. And I want to really sit in this scripture for a minute in the book of Esther. You should go read the book of Esther. It is absolutely amazing. The book of Esther uh, begins with Queen Vashti's refusal to obey an order from her husband, King Xerxes. And she was banished. And a new search for a new queen began. A decree was issued for all the beautiful young women in the empire to come to the king. And Mordecai, Esther's older cousin, was a government official. He suggested his cousin be included. And after the king considered all the women, he actually chose Esther and crowned her queen. She gained extreme favor in the eyes of everyone who saw her. Mordecai encouraged her to keep her race quiet. You see, she was a Jew. God was at work in the choice. During Mordecai's service at the palace, he actually uncovered a conspiracy and stopped an assassination plot. But his bravery was not rewarded. Haman, an ambitious and self-serving man, became the second in command. And Mordecai refused to bow to Haman, who thought he deserved more respect from Mordecai, a Jewish man. There was some racism there. Haman was furious. Mordecai didn't heed his commands. Determined to destroy Mordecai and eliminate an entire Jewish race, Haman deceived the king and persuaded him to issue a decree condemning the Jews to death. Guys, racial hatred is always a sin, and we as Christians must never condone it in any form, and this was one of the most horrible forms. 
The king's decree included all the provinces of the kingdom and all the land of Israel. If Haman's plan succeeded, all of God's chosen people would be exterminated. When Esther heard of what was going on, she chose to risk her life to save her people. God's plans cannot be stopped. The Jewish race could not be destroyed since the Messiah had to come from the tribe of Judah. Esther and Mordecai were determined to step in the tale Haman wished to accomplish. But they allowed God to write the ending, even if it was difficult. Our plans are not God's plans. God's plans will always reign true. God, no, this is the funniest thing to me in the whole book of Esther. God is not specifically mentioned, but you see the divine deliverance that Mordecai and Esther expected. The text may not name God, but his fingerprints are all over this book. Are his fingerprints all over your life? Well, let's just say that Esther stood in and she told the king, who she had great favor with, that someone had plotted to destroy her and her people. And she named Haman as the offender. Immediately, Xerxes sent us Haman to death, and Mordecai took over that position. The Jews were protected because of Esther's courageous act. You see, Esther saw an opportunity to act where God had called her, and she seized it, and her life made a difference. Ordained by God, but acted on by her. It's amazing to me how we can remain silent when God calls us to do something. We can remain silent. But if we do, it doesn't stop God from what he will do, but we could lose out on the blessing of how we could serve God in those situations. How do we know that God hasn't called us at this moment for such a time as this, to step out in faith. When we're faced with the decision to leave an impact for Jesus, which is what Esther did and what God is calling us to do, there are really three questions that lay out our strategy. The first question is, what does it matter? Asking the question, what does it matter, sets the direction of our decision. As we take these thoughts captive and replace them with God's truth and outline a plan of where we're going in the outlining of that plan, we need to ask, what does it matter so that we can execute it? We don't always realize what's important until after the fact, but if we're honest, we always have a gut feeling about what is best with making decisions that direct God's story. You see, our, our opinion or no one else's opinion has weighed against a divine seal that God puts on us. What matters is the mark God places on his best. God's plan and purpose to work through in and through our story and leave his fingerprints. The reason he has put us on earth and what he is doing in our lives. As we get rid of those distractions, Satan's going to continue to want to come in and redirect us. But we need to stay connected with Jesus because we are here for his glory to do what it is he's calling us to do. So what does it matter? 
in the eyes of God. What does it matter if we don't do it? What does it matter if we do do it? What matters most is placing God first and doing what he's calling us to do. The next is, question is, what does it mean? Does our strategy consider what it will mean to the Lord, to others, to us? What is the impact? Prepare to step out in faith. A lot of times we feel God calling us somewhere, um, asking us to do something. But when we ask, what does it matter? Is it is it according to truth? Is it aligning with the Bible? What does it mean? What is it going to mean in the bigger picture of God's story in our lives? What is it going to mean not to the public, not to our numbers, not to our following, not to pat us on the back, but what is it going to mean in the bigger picture of what God is calling us into? It's hard to see meaning, again, when we're in the middle of a situation, much like when we ask the question if something matters. But no that it is through his power, not ours, that God is going to fulfill what God desires to fulfill. We just need to act on God's call, being part of his plan and purpose. And then we ask ourselves, what is our decision? What decision are we going to make? Are we going to choose Jesus and follow Even if it's scary and do it scared and maybe not knowing exactly where that curveball spin is going to land. But can we step out in faith, move ahead boldly? When we have boldness in Christ, we can act like a lion and take charge of where it is God's calling us one step at a time, one decision at a time, one action at a time. Decide the next step. As we've overcome these obstacles, we need to commit to allow God to control the outcome, his best, seeing what God wants us to do next, just that one step. Our lives are a story in progress. And I'm going to tell you right now, your life is not going to be the same from day one to the last day that you take a breath. Things are going to change. Things are going to happen. God's going to ask you to redirect your life and go somewhere different. As you face each day of your life, I want you to seek to know what God desires you to do. Then do it. Confident that he'll do his part. You may not know ahead of time how he's going to accomplish his will, but trust him and prepare to be surprised by the ways He demonstrates his trustworthiness. Take care of today. Guys, you were made for such a time as this, wherever you are, whatever your circumstance, whatever's going on. Today, I'm executing a plan. Through this process, and it's really odd how (laughs) I write a book about it, God sends me back to distraction detox many times and really releasing the emotional barriers that hold me back, continuing to restructure my priorities of focusing on Him and realizing God's best next step. I've, through this process, through, this is, I'm going to stop right here and just say, this is probably the hardest podcast I've recorded because of the decision that I've made. And it's not just my decision or something that I want to do. It's where God is taking me and pulling me and pushing me and (laughs) challenging me. But in such a time as this, I have decided to redirect this podcast 
The redirection of this podcast will be stopping episodes on Start Small, Believe Big and starting a whole new podcast with a little different direction, a clearer direction, a more focused direction. Start Small, Believe Big is going to be hanging around for you to listen to past episodes. If there are episodes you want to go back and listen to, it's going to be here. You can do that. But after episode 300, there will not be another episode recorded for Start Small, Start Believe Big. The new podcast is going to launch in September. And I would love for you to go and sign up for my newsletter on my website um, to get information about it coming out. I am doing a whole little, little big, oh my goodness, one step at a time, right? I get so overwhelmed when I start talking about it. But the Lord's really calling me into a new place. He's really focusing me in on faith, family, and friends. And have we covered that in this podcast? Yes, we have. Are there things that are in this podcast that will apply to the next one? Yes, it is. But God has really asked me to step into a new place. I'm really diving into helping people that feel overwhelmed with the craziness of life to find fulfillment and joy, to live life to the fullest, even when life is full. And that's going to be my focus in the new podcast. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to my website. Sign up there so that you can get information on when that podcast is coming out. Follow me on social media. I'm going to be sending things out about that. Also on my website, I'm going to be doing some blogging. I'm saying this here so I can hold myself accountable because I haven't been accountable to blogging lately. But in this decision, that is where I'm going and executing my plan There will be a new podcast. There will be new blogs. There will be a focus on faith, family, and friendship. We're going to talk everything about growing faith as a mom, a wife, a sister, a friend. How do we do that? Where is God calling us in that? So I want to leave you today with our last challenge. The last question I want to ask on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. And the question is... Where is God calling you to be bold? Where is it? And then I want to, I want you to ask yourself, what does it matter? What does it mean? And what's my decision? I want you to make one bold decision today, just one that you're going to act upon with God's guidance. I've made that decision. I've evaluated what it mattered. I evaluated what does it mean. I've released some very deep, hurtful, emotional toxins that I've held on to, even through writing this book, that keep reoccurring. And I'm stepping out with an act of boldness. Will you join me? Make sure you go over to my website and sign up for the monthly newsletter. I'm taking the month of August off for morning sunshine, daily devotions, but those will be starting up. When I put my new podcast out, I would love for you guys to go and review it. And there will be a trailer coming out in September. And I'd love for you to review it so other people can find it. Guys, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast for all this time. I'm getting teary-eyed thinking that this is the last one I'm going to do for Start Small, Believe Big. 
I want you to know this hasn't been an easy decision. This is not something that I planned on. I had content planned out for the rest of the year, but the Lord has really showed me that this is where he wants me and I'm going to be obedient. As I get older and older, um, <laughs> I see the importance in making sure that I'm doing what God's calling me to do in this moment. And that's what I'm doing. So thank you for listening. I have just been so blessed by being here. And I pray this podcast over these 200 episodes has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life one step, decision, and action at a time. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. Go to my website, billyjouse.com. See the links for all the past episodes of the podcast of how you can sign up to find out more information of as things change because I'm making a plan. It's not all in place yet, but it's heading there. And I just hope, I hope that you will follow along in the new podcast as we grow and take that one step to where God is calling us to go. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to, even if it's scary. But I know that God's hand is all in this, and I know His hand is all over your life too. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.